The following is a sponsored program on 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM. The views, information, or opinions expressed during this program are solely those of the individuals or participants involved and do not necessarily represent those of Braden Madison Broadcasting or its employees. 100.7 FM, WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday morning at 10 AM. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlight, Jeff Shannon. Well, good morning. This is Jeff Shannon. Sumner County Spotlight is on the air once more for this Sunday morning, uh, each and every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, by the way. And it's on our podcast page at whinradio.com. Uh, about noon uh, this afternoon, and of course it's up there uh, for all time. And you know, you might have heard over the the, the past you know, few weeks, anyway, um, about grants that teachers were getting from the Hendersonville Chamber of Commerce. And this has just been a, a fascinating program. And the, the the Chamber Foundation, I know, supports the all of the the things that come in here, help to support schools. And Kathleen and the crew over there are just doing an incredible job over the past years. And this year, over thirty thousand dollars in grants went out. So all the monies that they raised at Freedom Fest, Sumner Fest, Taste of Hendersonville, all the things that the, the Chamber has coming in, goes to support this cause. And we have a couple of teachers here that actually won uh, uh, grants at the Golden Apple Awards that the gala we just had, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago. So I'll uh, introduce uh, Jonna Hutchins. Now she's over at Liberty Creek, and she's uh, a STEM teacher at grades six through eight. Yes, sir. That's what I'm gathering. And then Teresa Haley at Liberty Creek, also eighth grade English. Yes, sir. Oh, you would love to correct my papers. Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love my red pen in my purse. Ah, oh, thank you. <laughs> so, hey, welcome to the show. And, you know, I guess, Jonna, let's let's start with you. Um, introduce yourself. Let everybody know who you are. So I'm Jonna Hutchison. Um, I'm a Sumner County native, born and bred. So is my husband. We have um, lived here all of our lives. And um, this is my 27th year teaching. Um, wow. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, there's been times, you know, Going through COVID, that was not easy, where I thought, is this what I want to continue to do? Because it was just really hard, and you weren't able to be with the kids. And um, pretty quickly, I realized, no, that's what I want to do. I'm happiest when I'm in the classroom. That's great. And you're a cotton towner. Is I that am. what they call you folks? Well, <laughs> I am in the great in-between. We, Our farm is in between Gallatin, Hendersonville, Ocana, and Cottontown. Wow, so we're sure. right out there in the middle of it. So I don't know what to call so myself. So you're a hybrid. I am. A hybrid Cottontowner. I'm a farmer. <laughs> that's it. Let's just go with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's great. And now you're so much closer to school. Oh, that was absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, anytime I've taught, I've been a minimum of 30 minutes away. And, you know, with Sumner County traffic, anybody who's lived here any length of time Mm -hmm. knows it gets worse and worse. And um, when the school opened, I was excited to be there to be a part of the community I live in. Not that I haven't been when I've been in Gallatin and Hendersonville, but it's just different when you see your next door neighbor, you know, going to school at the same time. And um, my commute is now seven minutes and five of that is going down my driveway. (laughs) (laughs) Now, what happens when it ices over? Well, our driveway is gravel. There and you the go. good news <laughs> is, is that we have goats and lots of animals that I suppose, if I needed to get to school, could probably take me there via sled or something like that. So maybe I'll be it. giving people rides home. <laughs> 
So does Santa live out there with you? <laughs> I'm not allowed to tell that oh, type of sorry. information. Oh, uh, Can't reveal the secret. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Um, so now what did you, what was your grant submitted for? So Teresa and I submitted a grant together. Um, we were both looking for partners. Okay. Because when you go through the grant process with the Golden Apple, there's like three different levels. So mm-hmm. if you're doing an individual grant, you can get up to $500. If you do a grade level grant, you can get up to 1500 And if you do a school-wide grant, you can get 3000 That's right. And yeah. we wanted the big money. We did. Oh, we absolutely. Because yes. we have big we, dreams. go big or go home. Yeah. That's, That's right. right. Well, so uh, I'd been talking with our lead educator, okay. Elizabeth Craighead, and I was like, hey, I want to get a STEM cart because we're a new school. We have a great facility, but we start out with, you know, nothing. It's an empty shell and you have to fill it. Um, and I wanted to get a STEM cart for all of our teachers. So what is a STEM cart? So I teach, like I said, sixth through eighth grade STEM that stands for science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. So it is focusing on hands-on activities that develop um, more characteristics and skills than thinking about a specific content area. And I encourage all of our teachers there to look for ways to work those types of activities into the curriculum because um, it allows kids to express their learning in a different way and experience education in a different way. Mm -hmm. But it requires a lot of materials. If you're building or you're creating, then you need materials for that. Um, And so the STEM cart is actually going to be literally a 22-bin cart that has all sorts of different materials. Some of them are reusable, some of them are consumable, but it allows the students to be as creative as they possibly can be when they are going through their projects. And any teacher in our school will be able to check that out and have the materials instead of having to pay for those things out of pocket. No, that's great. And and Teresa, Mm -hmm. so are you kind of new to uh, Sumner County? I am very new. Okay. My family and I, we arrived in Sumner County on July 10th. Our boys went to their first practice on July 11th. We went to new hire orientation on July 22nd, and we started school August 1st. So we just hit the ground running here in Tennessee. But it is so exciting to be a part of this community. Absolutely. And I, I thought it was pretty fascinating when you said that you came here just because of this school. We were, we were drawn to this area because of Liberty Creek and um, all that we saw that was offering. Our youngest son is participating in the aerospace program. And so we came out to visit on a spring break and we met with Dr. Holt and we met with Mr. Bennett and they all both offered us positions. And so we packed it up and headed out east. And we are so excited to be a part of this community and a part of Liberty Creek and just our boys are loving it. It's just been really great. Tennessee has been wonderful. The Southern welcome and the weather has been great. So, mm-hmm. so eighth grade English. Um, yes, sir. How would you utilize the STEM card? So, um, for example, I'm actually passionate about integrating science, technology, engineering, and mathematics into literature. So, uh, a, a small way that a teacher might do that would be to like read. A fairy tale like uh, Three Billy Goats Gruff, and then the students would build the bridge and see if it could hold. So, so you I'm, you're examining the elements of literature. Uh-huh. We're looking at different fairy tales, but then we have the building piece. And what that allows for is for certain students can shine. Right, there's students that are stronger in the essay writing, and there's certain students that are just stronger in being able to build things. So, I have that background. I've been teaching for 11 years, so I I come with a strong science technology and a STEM background. 
And as the STEM cart, uh, every unit has a STEM connection. We read uh, last module, we read the crossover, which is uh, has to, there's some poetry about jumping and flying. And then at the culmination, at the end of the module, our students created different boomerangs. And that was our STEM connection to the poetry that we are reading about jumping and flying. And they went out there and they were throwing those homemade boomerangs all <laughs> over the campus. It, looked a little bit like chaos but they were learning <laughs> well and, and it's a it's kind of a different way of learning other yes. than you know like we did get on the board and you write mm-hmm. on the chalkboard and read your book and you know so it's it's more stimulating i think for their and i think the kids these days because they got chips built into their brain <laughs> i think they need more of that stimulation to kind of fire those things off to keep them interested and it's real life application yes and yeah. they're the skills that students get from a STEM building activity or from a design challenge, you may not test them on a multiple choice exam because they're trying, they're failing, they're evaluating, mm-hmm. and they're redesigning, and they're trying again. And I believe that future employers, those are the skills they want their employees to come to them with. You can train them how to use different equipment and new technology, but can they handle failure? Yeah. Can they evaluate something not working and go back to the drawing board and try again? And we had a lot of students uh, make their boomerangs and their boomerangs didn't fly. And so they had to practice bending the different fins in different directions. Okay. And they had to experience not getting a trophy the first time, so to speak. Mm-hmm. It's not a recipe. Yes. Right. That's it, the yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, the STEM card is exciting because then if I, w- I had to ask, for example, we had to ask for donations of cereal boxes, which is fine. But then as a teacher, like, you know, how many toilet paper rolls are you going to collect before you do a project first? So you can go to the STEM card and it can be organized. It can be clean. It can be there. And it just works really well for it to go into the classroom. So we don't have to have a separate space. It can come to the classroom that we're working in and it's available to three grade levels. So I always wonder what they thing. needed toilet paper holders. Uh, you know, it's like, I'm what looking do you need for all some right now. <laughs> no, you're going to be flooded with them. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I'm perfectly okay with it because there's several things that you can use them for structurally. Uh-huh. And we're going to be looking at making some robotic hands, and that comes in really handy for that. And several other projects where it's not that everybody's going to use it, but you want to give them a multitude of items so then they can really focus in on their creativity and decide how they want to do it because we don't want them to do it all the same. Yeah. Now, is the STEM program, is that available for all grades? It is. Through middle and high school? Um, the high school, they get a little more specialized. Right. So they get into robotics and they things get in, like that. They have robotics and they have um, the aviation program. Yeah, that Which is, is amazing, amazing, by the way. Only yes. type of its kind in, in the state, certainly, and I believe in the U.S. Sure. even for for the level of high school. And I heard Chris is a pretty uh, pretty cool teacher too. He My is. Son yeah. loves him. My son loves him. <laughs> I actually did some drone training with him, and he's a fabulous teacher. So Good. they're very lucky to have him. And you know, there's agricultural studies and those types of things. STEM in middle school is looking to kind of wet the whistle for all the middle school kids. So when they get there, they've had some experience in all of those areas, and then they can go. This is something I want to pursue further. Or um, they can just experience it, and maybe later on in their head, they make a decision to go into one of those areas. Absolutely. Hey, uh, if you just joined us, we're speaking with uh, Jonna Hutchins and Teresa Haley, Liberty Creek Middle School. 
um, who are winners of a recent grant from the Hendersonville Chamber of Commerce and their Golden Apple uh, Gala here recently. And it was great seeing all the teachers together. It was, it was awesome. really inspiring. Mm-hmm. And how was, you know wow. a lot of each other. You know, I guess you're in the business. You kind of run into each other now and then. Over time, you do. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you can be somewhat insulated within your school, but over time, you get to know certain people. It's always great to see them. And I think what both of us loved the most was getting to hear the other ideas for what the other grant award winners are going to do with it because you go, oh, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. Maybe we need to do something like that. And it can be really inspiring to hear that. Yes. It felt a little bit like Christmas morning. I'm, I'm going to be honest and you could look around the room because the way they reveal the winners of the grants mm-hmm. they do a little they read a little thing and you're listening for words and you could look yeah. around the room and then you can see someone's face light up when they realize oh, that me. the envelope is about to say their name and, and they start well we were we were like we were sitting there at the table and I went that's us that's us that's us and you got to keep the big check Oh, yes. the kids love Those the big check, great. Isn't that great? They love them. They're like, we've only seen these in movies before. <laughs> they thought well, it was fantastic. Well, we went down and we took a picture. My first period class, they wanted to all take a picture with the big check. And we did like That's this check great. parade down wow. the hallway. And then we were taking turns displaying it in our classroom until we can find a more permanent location to put yeah. a big check Wow, there. that's part of history. Yeah. yeah. It's right our first here. one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully there's many more to come. Yes. Because uh, you got to keep doing this, that's for, for sure. Absolutely. So, um, so as we progress during, the, you know, because you're just getting this thing started, you get the card in, things like that. And as you start looking, you know, later in the year, mm-hmm. how do you see that, that cart expanding? Uh, well, we already have plans for a couple of projects okay. mm-hmm. off the cart. So um, specifically, one of the ways Teresa and I came together for this is I wanted to do a cart and she wanted to do a project with rockets. And I was like, hey, okay. let's combine forces because we could put all the materials that you Literally need. Literally combining forces. Yes, to do <laughs> the rockets on that cart. That could be part of it. So um, the eighth grade is gonna be um, shooting off rockets toward the end of the year and um, involving the elementary school, which I'll let Teresa talk about. And then the sixth grade, we're doing um, rubber band airplanes where we can learn about center of gravity and mm-hmm. uplift and motion and forces and all of those types of things. And so we'll be doing that um, before we get out this semester. Great. And then the goal is um, there's a notebook that I'm creating that's going to go on the cart with starter ideas for projects. So if okay. a teacher's like, I want to do something, but I don't have anywhere to begin, um, they can look at that and then um, they can tell me, hey, because part of our grant money was um, money for consumable. So they can come up and say, hey, I'd like to do a project like this. And then I can order those materials if I don't already have them on the cart. Mm-hmm. And hopefully over time, um, you know, parents and PTO and other grants that we go for can keep that going so we can keep that cart stopped. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's just wonderful that, you know, you can take and utilize this and to help these kids learn in a different kind of way. Mm-hmm. Very and, tangible. Yes. And if, thinking about their life has been so virtual. Yeah. In so many ways. Mm-hmm. And but when you can see the the tube the toilet paper roll or the tube and but then when you can envision other ways for it to be used beyond its ordinary thing that's what we're talking about with sparking this creativity and this innovation with students because they're the future mm-hmm. and half of them are will probably have careers we haven't even thought of wow if, if you that's think about true. it like and so they need the skills 
more so than they need to be able to memorize a lot of facts. I mean, if we need facts, we can kind of go to Google for and that. They might lead them in a different direction yes. of interest that they mm-hmm. might not have mm-hmm. normally had. So it yes. exposes them to it. Exposure so. is huge at this point. Kids are just learning and they don't need to pigeonhole themselves into mm-hmm. thinking, oh, I'm not good at math, I'm not good at science. So we give them these projects where they can build and create and retry. Hopefully we're also building up their confidence. Yes, indeed. And they can see themselves as a lifelong learner. Well, you know, I think it's incredible. I want to congratulate you on uh, winning this grant. And it's coming again next year. Oh, and we'll be ready. (laughs) Now you know the process. Right. And uh, so we we wish you well with that. And, you know, I I see great things coming with this. And, of course, we're talking with uh, Jonna Hutchins and Teresa Haley with Liberty Creek Middle School, the recent winners of a grant from the Hendersonville Chamber of Commerce. So, ladies, thank you so much for coming in and hanging with us right here in Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks so much for having us. Thank you for having us. Great. And we'll be right back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Summer County Spotlight. Be sure to check out our podcast page at whinradio.com. Just go to the podcast tab and click the Summer County Spotlight. There you can check out this show as well as our past episodes. This is Jeff Shannon. Hey, let's get right back to the show. And welcome back to Summer County Spotlight with your host, Jeff Shannon. Yes, we've been talking apples, especially golden apples. Uh, Golden Apple Awards, and this is a a thing that the Hendersonville Chamber has been doing for uh, several years, and this year actually have awarded like over $30,000 for grants to support teachers, which is a great thing because, you know, we all know that teachers have tons of money to buy all this extra stuff with. This really, I think, helps. You know, they have the grant process, and of course, there's a lot of them, and they have this committee that goes over it and, and evaluates all of these things, but I know Kathleen is just so excited about doing this every single year. That's one of her favorite events because we get to give back because everything that the chamber does goes to the chamber foundation to help support the, the teachers and, su- and supply these grants so it's a, it's a wonderful cause and it's it's really doing great things and so i have another teacher in here oh yes this is ashley jackson she's uh, famous over there dr william burris <laughs> especially with the fourth graders yeah well welcome to the show and so how long have you been over there so i actually started and opened burris elementary Um, But I've been a teacher in Sumner County for 16 years. I started my first year at Jack Anderson Elementary, and then I left Jack Anderson to help open Station Camp Elementary there until Burris was built, and then I left Station Camp to go open Burris Elementary. And it's become my home and love. So how was the change going from Station Camp over to to Burris? Uh, Well, it was difficult. (laughs) The school wasn't quite ready in time, so we were in portables at Knoxdoss Middle, but going from a large population to a smaller population, it was nice. Oh, yes. Less (laughs) stressful, I'm I'm sure. Well, let's first of all, tell what you asked the, the grant for. So I did a grant for an online reading program for our Tier 1 kids for our RTI block. Um, and it's called Progress Learning. And I feel like I'm in a constant competition with technology in this day and time with students. So I was looking for a way to get kids to find a love of reading, but help grow them in reading. Mm-hmm. And I felt like this company allowed the students to play games through reading. So explain how they would go through this process. So at the very beginning, they will take a diagnostic test and I get the results back immediately, so I get to fill in their gaps and know what they're mastering. And during this time, I can assign them standards based on their needs 
and so this program will take them through their MIST standards. Is it a, a specific website? Because you said it's online, correct? It is. It yeah. is a company. Okay. It's called uh, Progress Learning, formerly known as Education Galaxy. And, and so I reached out to them. Good. So how much is your, was your grant for? $450. Okay. So so I would assume this website would have a subscription. Yes. And that's what this is going to go yes. uh, support. So it's just for fourth grade right now. We'll okay. We'll start it and see how well we okay. like it and get results. And, and you know, as you, you progress through the year, you know, when is this going to start, by the way? So it should start by the end of the week or Monday of oh, next good. week. And how are you going to incorporate that into your curriculum? So we have a RTI block, and this is the time where different students go to different areas for okay. specific needs and I'm going to incorporate it in okay. that block specifically. So if somebody's struggling yes. with this, this is going to help them. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or it could even advance them. And it's good that you can identify that and because otherwise it's like what would you do? Right. I mean you have to tutor them, right? And it also gives me immediate feedback. Yep. Yes. So I can pull my groups and Yeah. So you can see this, you know, happening. And then you can also do this site. They would have their own login. Each yes. each child would have it, so you can yes. you can follow them and see how it gets. See, that's great. Yes, yeah, right. yeah. Well, I think it's a different way of learning that maybe they're not used to because kids are wired differently. They are. <laughs> yeah. They just they have computer they chips are wired in there. From from what I was when I was raised. Sure. No. Absolutely. Gosh, when I was that age, I don't think it was still black and white TV. Not worth the floppy disk of the Oregon Trail. Oh yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're going. What? <laughs> so these are you, you. Your two bodyguards in here with you. Yes, you know one is with the Lakers. Yes. I don't know. Big dreams. Look out. Big you know? dreams. But uh, yeah, so I think it's great that you you were able to do this. What sparked you to apply for this grant? I've always heard about the Golden Apple event and um, teachers writing grants, but I always hear about the timely process that it takes. So I, that kind of deterred me for several years, but then COVID happened, mm-hmm. and then it just seems like we struggle to get back on track to fill in all these gaps. And so one day, believe it or not, I was scrolling through Facebook, and the Golden Apple came up through the Hendersonville Chamber of Commerce, and um, I was like, I've got to do something. I've got to make this a little bit more exciting. I think I can get tired of doing the same thing every year. Students get tired of doing the same repetitive thing every year. Um, so as I was scrolling, I just saw it and i'm like i've got to start researching and figuring what else is out there wow that's uh that's that's pretty incredible but anytime you can get extra money really is helpful it is <laughs> yeah because the schools you know don't really supply you with the, these kinds of things they don't unless you raise it yourself through right. your pto or other funds mm-hmm. so this is really helpful you could do this each year Yes. That's a great thing. And the excitement of actually getting this grant really makes me want to apply for more and go again next year. Sure. And I think the kids are excited about it. Oh, yes. <laughs> so yes. tell us what happened when you came so, back with that big old check. <laughs> I didn't even tell my students about the grant because I didn't even know if I would be awarded this grant. I know right. there was a lot that had applied for it. Mm-hmm. So I walk in the next morning and I have the check and I show the kids and their mouths just dropped open. I mean, it's a monstrous check. Yeah. And they're like, what is this? And so I explain that this is for them. I wrote the grant. It's not a check for me. The money goes straight to their education. So now we have the check in our classroom as, as like a display. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. I like that they're, they they get excited about that because there's so much online activity now. Yes. I mean, you can find anything, anything. you want on on the web but the fact you have a specific site just to help yes. so if you find somebody's not pulling it kind of fully you can track this 
incredibly. So I think that's great. Yeah, thank you. So what do you see happening later on in the year with this? I mean, I'm hoping to get really good results, and I'm hoping to see a lot of growth in these students. And if we continue to see the growth, I think it would be very beneficial to spread this out among the other grades in our school. And so this site can handle different grades? Absolutely. Okay. And it actually does math as well. But since I'm just a reading teacher, I focus just primarily okay. on reading. All right. Well, that that's pretty fascinating. You can just I- isolate that. Yes. Yeah, that's great. So prior to this, you would have to just go by test scores, and you can tell that yes. somebody's having a little struggle with certain areas. Right. So now this is going to help make that even more powerful. Absolutely. And it, quick feedback. So I'm not having to just go through a bunch of papers and grade them myself. Right. It does all that for me. Do they give them tests online too that they... So they'll get? take one test at the very beginning, okay. which is their diagnostic. And that's how we learn where their gaps are and their strengths. And from that, I cater it to each kid based on their specific needs. So there's a test like part way through so you can see what kind of progress they're making. If so they're I will getting assign scores. different assignments to them okay. and then get that immediate feedback. And so if they're still struggling, I can continue to assign that standard until they've mastered mm-hmm. it Yeah, in fun game way. <laughs> well, no, I mean, that's, you, you got the tools, might as well use it. Right. Though. My hope is that these students are learning in a fun way without them realizing they're learning. I don't want it to be just another thing they have to do. Exactly. I want them to look forward to doing this website. Sure. Which I think opens up the little doors in there. Yes. They're they're not closing them on you. Right, (laughs) right. good. Yes. (laughs) So with this uh, this software as it is, and I I assume that, you know, because it's an online thing, upgrades and things like that, you don't have to worry about all of that. No. You you have no maintenance. You don't need any more jobs applied to you. Correct. (laughs) you got enough to do. Absolutely. (laughs) So when the students log on, they have their own Google account. And so this company will go ahead and plug that in for them. So when they log on to their Google account, it's there and ready for them. Right. And I love how Sumner County stays in touch with the parents. Yes. You know, you got Skyward in there. You got yes. Google Classroom. You can see their assignments, all their Absolutely. everything they're doing, what they're missing. Yes. <laughs> and I get That's emails important. constantly. I bet. <laughs> Yes, so of I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, that's that, that's pretty good that you have that. And so, what are the other teachers uh, thinking about this? That's going to encourage them to uh, apply next year. I sure hope so. It has their wheels turning for sure. And yeah. I think next year, uh, maybe we can go bigger. Mm-hmm. Well, you I can even try for a, yeah, you can try for the the school grant. Yes, because you have the individual. The classroom, classroom and then the, mm-hmm. the school-wide kind of uh, process so yes. you still have to start doing some powwows tr- yes yes put of it course. together and you know try to try to get all that so when you were at the the golden apple gala mm-hmm. what did was that your first time that was my first time together. so what did you think i mean you didn't know what you were walking into I had no idea what yeah. i was walking into but they, it was very nicely done dinner was provided it was nice to mix and mingle to see everybody in the community and then when they started giving awards I got really nervous, <laughs> but when I heard my description of the grant being read out, yeah, it was such excitement. Well, and I, and Scott Lankford was there, and he's so informative yes. and so supportive of a teacher. Of course, he's been in the business for a long time. Of course, yes. <laughs> but I was I was really excited to see him, uh, you know, coming in and, and speaking there. And there was a great announcer there that I think he did a pretty good job. I forgot what his name is, some Shannon guy. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think he's pretty great too. Oh well, he, <laughs> he did <yeah>. a great job. <laughs> a couple times, anyway. 
you know, with, with Kathleen and, and the Chamber, uh, they're just working so hard on all of these big events. Now, we got Sumner Fest coming up here, okay. which is going to be incredible, the hot air balloons and everything. Yes. And uh, these funds are, are going to go right in to help support next year's grants. Right. So it's it's it, it kind of exciting thing. And it's, it's an amazing opportunity. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yes. You know, and I think everybody really loves it. And, you know, it, hopefully it encourages other teachers to apply. But you have to follow the rules. <laughs> You yes, follow the system. You do. And that's what they said. They said, you know, a lot of these people who are getting grants follow the rules. And then I started questioning in my mind, like, okay, did I get everything done correctly? Right, yeah. yeah. It, it's definitely worth it. It is. You know, and it's all for the kids. And they get really excited about they this stuff. Excited. Yeah. And anything to help them grow and learn and not even know they're learning is even better. In, in closing, what would you say was your, your biggest takeaway from this event? Not to let people intimidate you from applying. Because mm-hmm. you always hear how long it takes and the write-up and things like that. And just do it. Just go for it. Yeah. You know, there's people that can help, I guess. Oh, You've yes. been through it, so you can help them again. Absolutely. I would love to help someone. Yeah, if you go back again next year, you never know. Bigger never. and greater things Absolutely. that uh, can, can come about for yes. sure. So I think that's going to be that's gonna be a whole lot of fun. So, And we're talking with uh, Ashley Jackson. Now, she's a fourth grade a reading teacher over at William Burris Elementary right here in Hendersonville. So, oh, by the way, did you guys, any other teachers from Burris get? Actually, we did. Our music teacher great. got an amazing grant for I mean, songwriting. I'm listening to these things come across. There's so many amazing things yes. that they're they're wanting to do, and it's fascinating that, that they can use this for this. Yes. And I think the committee, when they go sit down and try to evaluate, I know how hard it's got to be. I couldn't imagine. Because they're all great, you know. It's just, but you got to you know narrow it down to you pick and yeah. choose yeah, yeah it's hard absolutely well thank you so much for coming in thank you for having uh, thanks me thanks for bringing the bodyguards here and, yeah. <laughs> you know one of our our la laker guys i mean that's uh that's gonna be the I highlight of my day when i go around with him look out <laughs> he's going yeah that's me. yeah of course <laughs> so again ashley jackson fourth grade over at dr william burris elementary a recent winner of the golden apple award right here from the hendersonville chamber of commerce ashley thanks so much thank you for having me hey listen we'll be back with more of Sumner County Spotlight. Thanks for listening to Sumner County Spotlight. Be sure to check out our podcast page at whinradio.com. Just go to the podcast tab and click the Sumner County Spotlight. There you can check out this show as well as our past episodes. This is Jeff Shannon. Hey, let's get right back to the show. Well, here we are again at Sumner County Spotlight. Uh, Hey, we're going to continue uh, some more conversation in education. And I have another, yes, another Golden Apple Award, a grant award winner uh, right here. And I want to introduce Keith Haley. He's with Liberty Creek, and he does marketing over at the high school. So you have Philip Holt to contend with on a day-to-day basis. I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. (laughs) He's a great guy. He does his job. I think it's great. I mean, what a great facility. And, and the fact, I know you're you're kind of new to town because mm-hmm. uh, your wife was also an award winner. Yep. So that that's pretty amazing that both of you got it. So you must know how to write grants. Yeah, it uh, takes a special skill, and, and it's something I think we both have had some experience with it. So now you came in a, a, in marketing. So explain what that position entails. Uh, it's uh, an area called career and technical education. So it's, it's marketing where kids can use that to whether they go on to secondary education above high school or just mm-hmm. straight into owning their own business mm-hmm. or just marketing. Uh, not A lot of marketing doesn't require a college degree, so it's one of those things yeah. that to sell anything, to run any kind of business, you need some idea of marketing. 
Well, and I'm so excited because I've always said this, uh, even in like technical schools or things like that. I mean, sure, you can go in, let's, you know, say as this field, but if you don't understand marketing and you don't know how to run a business, right. you don't know how to sell yourself, how's it going to succeed? Right, right. I mean, that's a big portion of running a business. Yeah, I tell the kids that with marketing, you either start with a product and figure out how to sell it, or you start with an idea and how do I get a product to meet that need. Mm-hmm. Case in point. So you buy a cotton candy machine, you set up on the corner, and you sell cotton candy. But if nobody knows you're there, how are you going to sell any? Right. Right. If you don't need your research, you just park on a deserted corner. That, exactly. Clients, right. Customers. When speaking of cotton candy, that's what you got a grant for. Yeah. That was, wow. That was the grant. <laughs> so explain what that that's all about. The marketing. I, I also run the DECA program. That's a marketing organization. Mm-hmm. It, it's a current technical student service organization. By having a cotton candy machine, it helps us to be self-funding. We Kids will make cotton candy. We sell it to the concession stand. We can sell it at different events. We can sell it student events. It's very low cost once you have the, the hardware. And so mm-hmm. that's, that's the purpose of the grant. Mm-hmm. And then you have students that have to deal with, we have to budget, we have to market, we have to figure out where we're going to sell it. We have to do the planning for that. And so it, it gives kids a, a, a easy way, a, a pretty low entry into uh, basically running a thumbnail business. Wow, I mean, that's so impressive. And I think these kids really need something like that mm-hmm. because a lot of them maybe not uh, choose to go on to college. Right. You know, they get into different things and they're, they're going to need that yep. for, for whatever they get into. And then with all the social media stuff, I mean, that's a whole different beast right there on a marketing standpoint because people are, are, are using social media and getting away from even doing websites. They're just they're relying on all of that. So I think it's a, a great educational tool for them. And next semester, I'm teaching a retail operations because we run the student store and social media marketing. Well, and with all the great things over at, at, at Liberty, it just keeps blowing my mind. I didn't know they even had this, but I think that's incredible. You know, with your culinary program, mm-hmm. with the aviation program, I mean, it just it just continues. It's so impressive. Now, you have a background in culinary as well. Yeah, I, I've been a teacher for, for five years. I, I taught four years, mostly culinary, did some, mm-hmm. some business uh, courses too, and, and that's kind of how I ended up out this way but uh yeah just uh, a business background i've got 30 years of, of financial services and sales and marketing experience so were you actual an actual chef no no i uh, just did a little catering like to cook you know do my own kind of stuff and i was gonna uh, say you don't have gordon ramsay hair so i guess no, you, you no, gotta, I have gotta no have hair. that for, if this was tv they could say i would have no hair but, but uh, Chef Brian over there, man, he is amazing. And yep. I think he's doing such a great program. My son is in his class, yep. and he was so worried about that. I said, oh, you're going to do great going in it. Because we ran into the chef at the one of the, the early opening, the open mm-hmm. house kind of things, and he was just so incredibly nice, yep. as, as everybody was. But he is just loving this program. Yeah, he's got a neat program, and uh, it's it's neat how uh, the uh, the kitchen's equipped and, and make most restaurants jealous, mm-hmm. you know, the equipment. Oh. They have the opportunities they have, and, and even at, when I taught culinary, you have to eat your whole life, and, and that's one of those things. If you can feed yourself, feed others, then a lot of it, you know, will take care of itself. So that's, yeah. that's just a huge opportunity for kids to even just learn how to cook basic mm-hmm. stuff. Doesn't have to be real fancy. Within the, the curriculum, as it was set, do the kids like pick this? Like, is it titled marketing? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. A marketing one, marketing two. Okay. An introduction to business and marketing, and then like I said, next semester uh, the there's a retail operations because you know we run the student apparel store and so mm-hmm. we sell t-shirts and sweatshirts and things like that. So, so the kids actually man that, right? Yep. Okay, yeah. Right. They they do the sales. They they budget. They uh, reconcile the the square statements. We use Square for for credit card okay. payments and yeah. things like that, and it just gives kids a, a introduction that they they wouldn't normally get just sitting in a classroom looking at a textbook sure no i think hands-on it definitely does it because they can remember more right. you know it's a it, kind of like with me i get it's a visual thing with me i gotta mm-hmm. see it right you know but i think it's it, incredible that they uh, would have that experience now is this something that would change every semester or each year is it a certain grades that would jump into this program Typically, marketing one is probably a, a, usually a sophomore class. Introduction to business is is sometimes a freshman sophomore class, and then as you move through, if you stay in this area, this pathway is what they call it. And uh, you know, Liberty Creek offers a nursing pathway, a criminal justice pathway. Mm-hmm. You know, these are all career and technical education areas. We have an accounting pathway, computer pathway. You know, so there's lots of different areas you can go. So some kids may only take one mm-hmm. from from marketing, and then they may decide to go into software you know or or, or criminal justice mm-hmm. but sometimes they all go all the way through you take at least three classes you're a pathway completer and okay. then that's uh that you can get a cte diploma even sure so no i mean that's that's fascinating but i'm just so glad that they're actually offering something like yep. this it's, it's because there's so neat. many I, I wish i would have had that mm-hmm. of course it, you know i guess at that time i didn't really know what i was going to do end up doing multiple different things and that changes all the time you know right. you say well i'm going to be an attorney well that mm-hmm. next next time you talk to them they're going to go into firefighting right <laughs> you just right. never know yeah, a teacher has to prepare kids to half the kids that you teach will be in jobs that don't exist 10 years from now and that's a a huge undertaking but but a huge opportunity i think too that you have to have kids or help kids to think out of the box mm-hmm. to reach higher your age and my age they didn't have the internet they didn't have cell phones when we were in high school mm-hmm. and kids look at even my own kids that are in high school they look at me like you didn't have cell phones and they don't How believe that function right right you know they didn't have the internet you know we talk about aol and the dial-up ringtone you know and stuff that uh connection like status <laughs> but these kids i mean technology is moving so fast and even the uh, what i teach in marketing it's moving so fast because of social media mm-hmm. and different things like that that a lot of places a lot of firms don't do focus groups and things like that they're looking at social media traffic algorithms mm-hmm. the predictive you know marketing information systems computers that are looking at what are consumers doing what are your existing clients doing it's definitely something that's they're going to need in the future mm-hmm. and you know some of them might not think that right but it's going to come back on them and i think it's it, it's just something that you learning how to do business right. is yeah. is such a key thing like i tell a lot of uh, musicians you know they go to belmont you know they or they just come into town they want to be a songwriter i said look learn the business right you know learn that you're getting ripped off mm-hmm. learn how it's supposed to be and how how you're supposed to run because you are the business okay and if you have to run you as a business so you've got to be educated with it so you you can succeed right right and that's i mean that's my sales pitch for for hiring me as a teacher is that i've got 30 years of business experience i've run businesses i've failed at businesses i've done things like that that a teacher that just comes out of college and goes into a textbook they don't have that opportunity or that experience to share share with the students 
Right. I mean, you know, it, it wasn't at a point. I mean, you come out of a, like I was in, in law enforcement. I mean, you, you go through the academy for seven to 14 weeks, whatever it is, but you come out of there and you, when you get on the road, it's a whole different beast. Right. Totally different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you have to rely on stuff you remember and apply it to real world activities. Mm-hmm. Same same thing in business. You might come out as a, you know, an accounting degree, whatever, but until you jump into the real world things that are going on, then you you need that background. Yep, yep you do. So. <laughs> so what do you what do you think with this uh, cotton candy machine? Have you had the kids' response to it yet? Yeah, they're pretty excited. More more they want to try the product. They say, you know, like, they say, can we get free <laughs> we cotton try? candy? You know, but it, it's it builds excitement. It gives them something hands on to do and even just that excitement we have kids fight with each other to to man the the store and things like that so i mean once we will as a group before a basketball game we'll make cotton candy we'll make 50 bags of cotton candy then they'll have to deliver it and you know deal with that and send a bill to the basketball coach and those kind of things yeah and so wow they have to make sure we have enough of the the floss sugar and enough cones to swirl and so they have to learn inventory and doing all this yeah And they have to talk. They have to talk to the the principal sometimes, or assistant principal, or the the middle school principal if they want to uh, do their. You know, if they want to perform at a different middle school game or something like that, they have to. You know, they have to talk to people they wouldn't normally talk to as a student. So yeah, absolutely. So, what would your advice be to some of these kids coming up, like say next semester, and they came to you and started asking you about, hey, what's DECA about? Because mm-hmm. I wasn't really familiar with what DECA was. I mean, I've heard of it, but I never knew exactly what it was. Right. Right. DECA is a marketing student organization. And it used to be, it's called DECA because it used to be called Distributive Education Clubs of America. And yeah. so they're like, wait a second, nobody knows what that is. <laughs> right. So let's get rid of that. Let's just call it DECA. Yeah. And I have experience with Future Business Leaders of America, FBLA. But it, again, it has a focus on marketing, but students are, they have to do research, they have to build a project, they have to memorize the project, they have to present it to judges. We have a regional competition, a state competition mm-hmm. in Chattanooga, and this year Internationals is in Orlando, Florida. So that's part of having a cotton candy machine and all of our fundraising activities is because students have to pay for travel. They have to be able to afford a plane ticket. They have to afford the conference. And you're talking 800 900 bucks usually for a student to go to internationals in Florida. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's a little fun, so we go to Disney World and things like that. But this gives them another avenue where they can earn money for those trips. And it's huge uh, experiences to go to places, to, to go to Chicago or Anaheim, mm-hmm. Atlanta, and be in a big city. And, and granted, we are closer to a big city, Nashville here is only 30 miles away but you know i i taught in southern oregon so we didn't have a professional basketball team so to go to portland and see a trailblazer game and that was big for the kids yeah in our town the biggest well even here you know there's not many buildings over five or six stories here in 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 hendersonville or gallatin so Mm -hmm. you know a lot of kids haven't been in a 30-story building Mm -hmm. so you go to these conferences and stay in a 30 40 story hotel it it, it makes an impression on them sure absolutely so with them having this experience going through you know the schools Mm -hmm. so they have it this semester can they take it again or is it a year, kind of a year project? They're in DECA. You're there for the year, right? Well, DECA is not technically a class. Right. It's, it's extra, just a, extracurricular. Yeah, okay. If they're in my class, even if you don't participate in DECA, I have them do a DECA project. Okay. And then I say, you know, you've done the work. You might as well compete, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, right. And it, it's, it, but it's part of if they don't have a DECA project, like we have, uh, we have uh, two girls that are sophomores. They're looking to teach 
middle schoolers about banking, saving money, banking. That's going to be their project. Interesting. I got another girl that her fundraising activity was snow cones. She sold snow cones at football games, and that money's for DECA for travel for those kind of okay. things. So if you don't have a, if you're not competing, you have to do a business plan. So you have to make up a business, and you have to have a just a what what kind of business are we? What are we doing? Uh, you got to come up with a budget, a projected sales, and those kind of things, and, and so it, it's it's kind of like a business plan you do for an SBA loan or something like that. It ends up being a thirty-page project that's wow. half their grade. So what it's, great it's, experience! Yep, it's a good experience. I mean, it's fascinating. Well, I mean, you're doing great things over there. Thank and you. Thank you. Yeah, we're talking with uh, Keith Haley right now. As uh, He's at Liberty Creek uh, High School. He got a grant from the Golden Apple mm-hmm. uh, Gala here recently for a cotton candy machine mm-hmm. that they're using to, to learn business mm-hmm. and marketing. And, I mean, it's fascinating. So congratulations Thank on you. that. Keep it going, and we'll, we'll kind of keep in touch and uh, see how it's going. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank All you. All right. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this segment of Summer County Spotlight. We'll be right back with more. Thanks for listening to Summer County Spotlight. Be sure to check out our podcast page at whinradio.com. Just go to the podcast tab and click the Summer County Spotlight. There you can check out this show as well as our past episodes. This is Jeff Shannon. Hey, let's get right back to the show. And here we go with another segment of Sumner County Spotlight. Uh, Jeff Shannon right here on your host on Sunday morning. And we're going to continue our talk because the Golden Gala Awards just happened a week or so ago. If you're listening to this on podcast, which it will be on podcast, you can listen to this. So it's very informative. And there's just tons of information on here. So you can listen to this show. We had to continue talking about it. There's so many great teachers here in Sumner County that got these grants. So we wanted to bring in Tabitha Fitzwilson right here. And she is the criminal justice teacher at Hendersonville High School. Yes, I teach criminal justice and pre-law. Look at you. They do that. They do. They didn't have that when I was in school. They did not. (laughs) I wish they did when I was in school because... I would be a lot more engaged in school. If yeah, right. Like that. So introduce yourself, a little background, everybody know who you are. Well, my name's Tabitha Fitzwilson. I've been teaching criminal justice and pre-law at Hendersonville. This is my sixth year. Before that, I was a, a special education assistant at T.W. Hunter. Um, for a year, I was interim there. And uh, my background is actually, I was director of probation and parole here in the state of Tennessee. I was a home detention officer in Indianapolis, Indiana. That must have been fun. Oh, it was It's interesting. (laughs) A lot of the houses that you go into, um, it can be eye-opening. It lets us see how sheltered we really are in the Mm, real world. Yeah, wow. I also was an investigative paralegal there for the public defender agency. So I've kind of been a little bit of everything in the legal system. So what attracted you to teaching? I always knew I wanted to teach. Mm -hmm. When I was in college, my two choices were teaching or criminal justice. And I ended up going the criminal justice route. But ironically, I'm finishing in the teaching route. And I'm glad I did it that way because when I do teach, I can provide a lot more firsthand knowledge and experience with the kids, which engages them more in learning. It's not just someone who went to school to teach me this. I actually experienced it. So I guess they, they deem me as more credible. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's not like, you know, if they're going taking these classes, it's not like, oh, here's English, here's math. Right. It's something that stimulates a different part of the brain, maybe. I don't it does. know. It does. And it's something that most of them have some sort of interest in, whether it's true crime, which is all the rage right now, or whether it's just law enforcement, courts the legal system, anything like that. Um, It's something that they're interested in. And it is very deep, and there's just a lot to go over. And, and of course, are are you guys touching on any constitutional law? 
Oh, absolutely. That's the bulk of what all of my classes teach because I don't want to train people and then have them go out in the world and not understand what your constitutional rights are, either as a citizen, knowing what yours are, or Mm -hmm. being a legal professional and violating someone else's. So it's actually a huge chunk of all my classes. Right. But I know people who listen to the show know I was an ex-law enforcement, but uh, you know, when you go through the academy and you start learning this, it's almost overwhelming. Because there's so much to absorb. There is you know. so much. And not only is there so much to absorb, there's so many different ways to interpret it. And depending on the different jurisdiction, whether you're federal or state or local, it completely mm-hmm. changes everything. During your, your course, so give me some of the topics you would cover uh, with the kids. Well, we do a lot of constitutional law mm-hmm. um, with searches, seizures, warrants the exceptions to all of those things. In the criminal justice classes, it's kind of broken up with, we learn a little bit about law enforcement and they'll learn handcuffing, traffic stops, why we do the things that we do. Mm -hmm. Um, When it gets to the legal system, we do a lot of mock trials, a lot of moot courts. Um, They learn how to write like legal briefs and policy briefs. And we do a lot of government in there as well. And then when we learn about corrections, they learn about the prison system, rehabilitation, the costs that are associated. And then we also have a forensics class. And that's kind of the last class they can take because it's so heavily based in science. So they need to have a lot of their biology and chemistry already taken before they can take it. Um, But they get to have crime scenes. We worked with Gallatin a couple years ago doing a pig dig where we actually buried a pig and then the students had to solve the crime. So the teachers in throughout wow. the school were the witnesses okay. and they had to collect the clues and request certain <laughs> reports from the crime lab. And it's it's really neat. It's kind of fun, the different things that we get to do in our program. Sure. Well, and I think going over this, because I think a lot of these kids' perceptions based upon media coverage, as you know, is not all correct. You're only getting part of the the deal. And of course, then law enforcement and the whole system gets the rap because they're seeing one way. They're not really understanding how it really is and why this was done. Now, those who step over the boundary, yes, they're going to be dealt with. It, does that happen? Yes. But for the most, uh, no. Everything's done correctly. People are filming certain portions of the thing, so it makes it look like it's the wrong thing to do, and that's not the case. So I'm glad you're, you're covering that so they have a better understanding of uh, how procedures work. We do, and that's one thing. We actually have a unit on media and the influence on the justice system, and so they kind of get to break down and see things from different perspectives. And one thing, like the kind of rule in my class, because this is something that I think is severely lacking in our society these days is everybody wants to give you their opinion and that's great Mm -hmm. but in my class I don't care about your opinion or your feelings I care about fact and so all the kids know I always say when they go I feel I say no what's my rule I don't care how you feel I care about your facts they got to bring their facts and they're starting to learn more and more than what what they believe to be true based on what the media has told them and then what actually is true is not the same and usually the truth is kind of in there it's just convoluted it's, it's like people give them information to side them to get them to side with their their beliefs and not mm-hmm. actually allow them to form their own beliefs yeah. I think a lot of times you know it's good that they're going through this but I think a lot of times you have to have the facts because the prosecutor has to have facts and evidence to proceed. Right. If you don't have it, come back with more because I can't do anything but this. 
You know what I mean? Right. So gathering all of that information and giving them as much ammunition as possible is is really the key in all this. So, so it's good they're understanding that. It is, and especially when we get to our mock trials, because some of them get to be defense attorneys and some of them get to be prosecutors and proving their case with all the facts. What you think happened, great. Can you prove it? Do you have the facts to support that? And there's, it's different between actual guilt and legal guilt. The justice system is all about what you can prove with the facts. It's not just, this is what I think happened. It's, what can you prove? Sure. You know who you need to bring in as a, a mock judge? Who? My good buddy, Key Bryant McCormick. She, oh, okay. She's a new uh, General Sessions judge. She is amazing. That would be fantastic. She, I think she would be able to educate like beyond belief uh, on on this thing and if you can get her because she's so busy well maybe if not maybe we could she could allow us to come to her courtroom and observe her you know it it could happen in fact she's going to be on the show here coming up i've been trying to get her in but they've got her so flooded with all these cases all the time it's kind of hard to get her so we have to book farther out but i'll mention that to her and you know see if we can make that happen but uh she's so informative you know with this i think the kids would really learn a lot from an actual judge oh i'm sure you know what i mean it's like "Mm." Last year, we had the opportunity to go to the state appellate court, and we were there with the three judges, and my students learned so much from the judges because they're used to seeing a trial court, and to see the different side of it and see an appellate court, it kind of opened up their eyes on how the justice system is, there's so many different facets to it that you can't even, what you think you know is not even tipping the iceberg sure. of what the justice oh, yeah. system actually is. And even the judges, I mean, a lot of, you have to have that information for them to rule yes. on. I mean, and they, they control the whole deal in there. They <laughs> so, do. But I'm so, I'm so impressed that, you know, you're actually doing this because I, like I said, I know my son is taking criminal justice over at Liberty and it's just great to see him come home with this information and you're actually understanding things. So keep doing what you're doing on here. So what made you kind of see, well, let's try to get a grant and what was the grant for? The grant was actually to help us buy equipment to start a podcast, a crime and justice podcast. And I had a student around the time of COVID come and ask me, hey, I would like to start a crime and justice club. I really like this, this topic. And I said, fabulous. So we have student run clubs. She offered to start it and she wrote like a proposal to the principal and got approval. And we were all meeting one day and we said, what do we want this club to be? And some of them said, we want guest speakers to come in and just kind of give us deeper information about the system. Somebody said, well, I'm really into podcasts and I would really love to do a podcast, a true crime podcast. And I thought, you know, as a teacher, Technology is a part of education. Whether we want it to be or not, it's a part of it. And instead of fighting it all the time, like we tend to do, let's incorporate it. So that's what we started to do. And COVID allowed us to incorporate that technology. I say allowed, but really forced us to incorporate the technology. And I started recording my lesson. Kids could, you know, rewind and go back to what they missed or if they don't need something they already know it they can fast forward so i was like okay this is a good thing so we started creating more and more projects using technology kids made movies they made movie trailers that kind of explained what we were learning so i thought a podcast is just a natural thing and so one of the kids suggested it we started researching it how are we going to do it what are we going to do it about and then we realized the equipment is not cheap Mm -hmm. and our (laughs) schools just sometimes don't get the funding that they need to do you get let me rephrase you get the funding that you need but you don't always get the funding that would help the kids actually engage even more Mm -hmm. and so when i saw the opportunity for the grant i said let me try it nothing could hurt let's see if we can get it and and we got it so they're super excited yeah well that i mean that's amazing so what kind of gear are you going to purchase with this um we're going to buy a soundboard and okay. microphone and then the headset. Okay. Because that's all we know right now that we can't afford. And then once we see what else we might need, then we'll go further. 
So is it going to be just a one-person talking or a two-person kind of We think we're going to do forth? two people okay. and kind of go back and forth. We had we probably have six or seven that are really, really involved, and most of them are afraid to be on air. So a couple of the upperclassmen are going to do it and then kind of train the underclassmen for next year. Well, at least they're not having to mess with video because video, you talk about getting expensive. True. That's That's when the price goes that, up. <laughs> that would be after we kind of do this trial first. Yeah, let's and, do that. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, people like to, to see the video. I mean, it's yes. the, kind of the thing, all these YouTube channels, you know, are just blowing up everywhere. They do. We've seen a couple of them, and they were like, "We really like this one." And so we're we're researching by looking at all the podcasts and saying, "What do we like about each one?" Mm-hmm. And some of them, it is the banter that the two people have going back and forth, and then others were just the topic and how they included the listeners and how they brought in like specialists and guest speakers. So we have long term goals, but right now we just want to get it started this year as mm-hmm. like your basic podcast, and then see what we can add to it later. Well, if you ever need a, a voice to do the opens and closes uh, I can do that well and when she reached out to me and asked <laughs> asked me about the interview I was like actually he could probably give us some great advice and suggestions yeah to, I mean, it's just kind of get started and I think you know getting the information and doing your prep is really the key yes. you know getting all your prep on what the show was about because are you going to do it a weekly thing or how, how many what's the We're frequency hoping to st- we're going to see how long it takes us to produce the first one mm-hmm. and then say, what can we do? Because a lot of the students that are involved are also in honors and AP classes. And I don't want to detract from their studies. And you know how easy it is to get distracted, especially mm-hmm. when it's something that you love. So we want to make sure that they still have enough time to keep up on their homework and everything outside that they need to do. Mm-hmm. So our goal is at least to do one a month with the hope of making it Two a month. Now, is, are you going to have subscribe to a podcast channel, or is this going to be just internal? Our goal is to subscribe to a channel, but I think one of the kids recommended because YouTube doesn't cost anything is to kind of start it on YouTube and see what kind of followers you get, and then the more you get, the more you might be able mm-hmm. to um, make it something. That yeah, there's so many platforms to. out there. There are, you know, <laughs> there are. When we were researching, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. But it's just like I said, getting the information together, having them get their thoughts, getting a format together, and, you, and you'll teach them all that. But you know, I think it's exciting that they're they're excited about doing that. They and are, and it's completely student led. I'm the sponsor. So they kind of do everything, and then they come back to me for feedback and suggestion, which is what I've been doing. We have done a couple practice ones. Like you said, the format, when Hmm. when we were listening back to it, it just didn't sound, to me, it sounded like they were giving a classroom presentation. I said, you have to engage the readers, not with just your words, but with your tone and, you know, the different, I guess, supporting information that you can give, the color information that you can give, not just the basic dry No, absolutely. But I think it's it's a great topic, and uh, I think it's going to stick with them. it, It is something like, like with myself, I'm a visual person, so if I see something, I retain it more if I just read it. Right. Because I'll forget that. <laughs> but if I see it, it's, I don't know, it just kind of sticks and in And a lot there. of kids yeah. are like that, which yeah. is why, like, even in my class, I've decided to use a lot of different platforms because I have two kids, and one of my kids learns by reading it himself, and then my daughter learns from either hearing or watching somebody mm-hmm. do something. And so they don't learn the same way, and I know I have a classroom full of students that are like that, so That's why right. not try to give them the information in as many ways as I can? Well, you're, you're doing a great thing, and folks, we're talking with Tabitha Fitzwilson and doing criminal justice over at Hendersonville High School, and I'm, I'm so glad you were able to get this grant. <laughs> Thank you. I, I am so appreciative to the Chamber. I don't think they realize how much the money actually helps all the programs and the different things that the schools are doing and that the teachers want to do to engage 
And I bet the kids love that big check. They do. They do. They were hit. very excited. It was sitting in the classroom, and they all came in. They was like, oh, my gosh, what is that for? And when I told them, they were really excited. That's great. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, thanks so much for taking time to, to pop in here. We're no definitely going to get this out there. Uh, Tabitha Fitzwilson, criminal justice teacher at Hendersonville High School. So that's going to wrap it up for this segment of Sumner County Spotlight. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Thanks for listening.